Detroit Lions not too long ago, too. Isn't that right? Way to go. Amazing. The, the team put together a program for you, and they wanted to focus on joy, you know, the joy of Christmas. And so they asked me if I could just share a, a short message about joy. And I, I, I started thinking about it, and I was, I was thinking about, you know, every time I, every time I do a wedding, um, well, a lot of the times when I do a wedding, I share this little acronym with the couple. And, um, and so I did a wedding last month um, out in Heartland, and uh, I shared the little acronym. And the acronym is, is my advice to the couple as they go into their life together. That I, I, I pray you always experience joy in your relationship. And so I give them this little recipe. And the recipe for joy is Jesus, but Jesus first. O, the other person, and then Y, yourself, right? Jesus, the other, and then yourself. And, uh, you know, and usually it goes over okay. I mean, you know, people listen to it. And then and at the end, you know, one of the uh, uh, family members came up to me and she said, I think my husband believes you spell it Yog. Said he's, he's for sure that he has to go first, and then, you know, everything else kind of falls in line. And I said, I, I get that, because human nature is, um, if, you, if you're going to be happy in life, you got to think about yourself more, you know? And um, I got to thinking about it, and I remember the words, John 15, Jesus says this. He says, um, I want my joy, my joy to be in you so that your joy can be full. And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know, why is it that so many people are unhappy? There's just a lot of really, really unhappy people. I mean, the spectrum from just plain angry, they're just, just, they're just waiting for you to do something wrong. Anybody notice this, like, driving on the roads lately? Like, man, like, if you aren't on it, like, you got to be revving your car, you know what I mean, waiting for that light, you got to be in, you got to be ready, one foot's got to be on the gas and the brakes, so you can literally just, the, the instant that it jumped, I mean, you got to be watching the light on the other side, right, so that when it turns, I mean, you got to turn, you got to turn some rubber, you might notice this, I mean, have you ever just been, like, maybe noticing a bird or something, and then, wham, they hit you, and, I, no, I get the nice, there's a nice beep, everybody knows the nice beep, like, hey, bro, it is green at this time. <laughs> we all want to get about our lives. There's that. There, you know, you've gotten that beep before. But you know the, the beep I'm talking about. And this, it ranges. It's, it ranges from incredibly angry to constantly depressed and sad and I don't have anything to live for. And I, and I was thinking about it. Why is it that people are unhappy? And it dawned on me, I think the reason that people are unhappy is quite simply because they have grown up being told to focus on themselves. As if you, you are told from the time you're young, be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want. No, I'm not, don't throw things, it's because it's Christmas, but uh, you got to temper that a little bit. That life can't be all completely... I mean, could you imagine the disciples sitting with Jesus like around a campfire and just asking him, so, so are you happy doing this? Did happy... 
did happy enter Jesus? Was that in his mind, like a, sitting around as a, you know, little 10-year-old? What do I want to do to be happy? I think somewhere along the line, we've been told so many times, you should be happy, you should be happy, you should do what you want to do. And the common denominator is always what? You. And when you're always first, what you realize is you end up being last. Who said that? The last shall be first, and the first will be what? Last. The other day, I, I, I don't know where she gets it. I, I'm pretty sure it's from her mom, but Charlie's really bossy. <laughs> really bossy. And we go to her school the other day, and uh, you know, there's all the kids going about doing their thing, and she's telling kids what to do. Like, just, you, you're four. You just do what you're told to do. How many know? But no, she has to start telling these little kids, hey, get this one over here. I want you to stand here. And then the other day, she was having a hard day, you know, and I said, you know, honey, because you're always wanting people to do what you want to do. And that's a, how do you explain it to a four-year-old, right? Three at the time. Uh, that's a recipe for misery. You want a recipe for misery in your life? Just, just try to get everyone around you to do what you want to do all the time. In other words, when you do put yourself first, the thinking is, and that's why I think a lot of us were taught that growing up, the thinking is do what you want, take care of yourself, be what you want. And the common denominator is always you. And so here's the key. First thing, to, to, the first baby step to happiness, to true joy um, by the way, Charlie's been seeing this word joy all over the place, you know, joy, joy. And so she finally, you know, what does that mean? And we said to her, well, I don't know how to explain it because I'm going to try to teach you tonight that it's not this. But we've just finally said, well, it means to be happy. But joy actually means so much more than shallow happiness. But so many times what we're taught in life is just pursue being happy. And everyone's been taught this. Pursue what you want. Do what you want. Go to school where you want. And the funny thing is, when you put yourself first, you are so guaranteed to be miserable. Isn't that funny? Someone should have told us different. So the recipe is the opposite. G or J for Jesus goes first. It's as if we need something bigger to live for than just ourselves. How do you teach this in school? I mean, I don't know. I know now, you know, you go to college and it's very passe to follow Jesus, right? That was so 30 years ago. So if that's what you're taught, just hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't, don't be so quick. Because what you will find with all this teaching that's being shoved down your throat, that you don't need any God, you don't need any Jesus, you don't need any of that stuff, just do for yourself. What now they're finding out is that recipe actually isn't working. More mental illness, more depression, more of all this stuff than in then in recorded history in the prosperous nation, the United States of America, why? Because we got the recipe wrong. 
Jesus said, seek first, seek first the kingdom of God or worship or put God first in your life. By the way, it's not because God's needy. It's not because God needs anything, that he, he gets some kind of kick out of worship, but it's as if you need it. You need something bigger in your life than you. By the way, it's not even about the other person, the other person, because you need someone that transcends both of you. We sang about the star, you know, the wise men, they, they see the star. The star transcends, it's above. Everybody finds a star in their life, everybody. You just got to decide what is it going to be that in your life you're going to worship? What are you going to bow to? What's it going to be? Some people just swear, well, no, I don't need a God in my life. The minute you don't need a God in your life, inadvertently, you just put yourself there. The beauty of the Christmas scene is when they magi, they, they kneel before this baby and they offer their gifts. It's as if there's, an, there's a recognition on the inside that there's something greater to live for than just yourself. The only way to really have joy is you gotta put God first. And people have tried all kinds of other things, but it always comes up short. Then you need the O, oh, you, you, you gotta have the other. You think, well, then I, if, if it's God, then I need to be right in there a second. And like, no, not yet. We haven't got to you yet. We're getting to you. You need to live for others. So, man, I got I to start thinking about myself soon. Listen, you'll be surprised. You would be surprised how much happiness, joy comes to a person when they get this recipe right. O stands living for the other person. Or Jesus said, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't just look out for yourself. Don't look out for your own interests all the time. Can we find joy in life when you get something? Jesus said it this way, pick up your cross. I'll say it this way, find something heavy to carry. Or maybe, maybe the best way to say it is this, the only way to really find real joy in life is to find purpose in life. Purpose is what you do for the world around you. Purpose, something to live for, a, a cross to carry, um, a, the, a way to serve the greater world around you. That's what gives you meaning in life. I mean, sure, we all like to go have a vacation and sit on the beach and whatever, whatever your vacation is and you know, get a, a drink with a little umbrella in it. But you, if you did that every single day of your life, you, you'd be so bored, you'd so despise yourself. You'd say, well, I would like to try you know, for a couple of weeks. But the reality is you would. You could only take so much. You could only just serve yourself so much. Real, real joy comes from serving others. For many years, 
I worked with uh, high school students and I found this recipe to be true. Because man, they could be the most amazing, the most amazing kids. I mean, I would watch them go, we, we would go on projects and we'd go serve in places um, like, like the inner city of Chicago, inner city of Detroit. We t- I take them all these places and show them like, we're here not to do anything for you. We're here to, to serve others. And I would sit them all down. This is what I would do. I'd sit them all down, like we had a little lobby in the church like that, and I'd sit them all down. I'd get the parents, i said, you stand in the back. I want witnesses. I'd look up here. It's true. This is, this is true. I'd look here, right here. This is not a Cedar Point trip. I always started with that. I don't care if you have any fun. I don't care at all. Mom and dad, were, their eyes getting big. I said, I'm not doing this trip for you. I'm not doing it for you to have any fun. Don't come and complain to me ever that you aren't having fun. So I tell them. Now, I've done this for years. So I already know how it's going to go. Big eyes, all that. Then they get on the bus. No, get on the bus. No, we're here to work. And you work. And you serve. And you focus. You know what happened every single time? Every single time? Now, we'd go on nice trips, too. We'd go on nice trips. We'd go skiing in Cedar Point, and, and we'd find, like, a cool hotel and all that, you know, and then all the drama would happen. You know how it goes, high school. You know what happened on this trip? We'd sleep on a gym floor. Guys would sleep way up in a crummy room in the upstairs of the church, down on the gym floor in the bottom. I'd hear them in the middle of the night singing, laughing, playing games, having the time of their life by not, what? Thinking about themselves, but what? Thinking about other people. You want to find, you want to find happiness in life? Jesus said, take my joy. What was Jesus doing? Like, you know, guys, we really need to have a, we really need to have a guy's getaway. You know, don't they have any, don't they have any courses up here? I mean, come on, guys, you know, we like, can't we have a little guy's, uh, but no, it was, this, it was this mission to serve, to seek, and to save that which was lost. And then you think about yourself. It's not that you don't ever think about yourself, of course, but if you could, if you could get that recipe right, if you could put God first, truly first, put Jesus at the top, and then focus on others, serving others, doing for others. And then focus on yourself. I can't tell you how many self-help articles I've seen. You know, they keep coming on my screen. This is good for you. This is good for you. This is good for you. I went to see my grandma. She's 99. I went to see her this week for Christmas. Grandma, how are you? Good. Heard you got COVID. That's what they told me. That's what she said. That's what they told me. That's it? Anything else, Grandma? Nope. She goes, I, I didn't know it. How many know what generation I'm talking about? I guess that's just what comes. This is what comes. I don't think my grandma grew up on self-help articles. My grandma just grew up on a farm where you just worked, you went to church, you put God first, you served others, and joy just sort of bites you in the rear end. Learn how to have joy in your life. The first thing you have to do is stop chasing it. You got to stop chasing it. 
Just got to reorient your life. What a great day to do it, right? During a Christmas service to say, God, be first in my life. Jesus, I, I, I need a new number one. I need a new number one. Jesus, and then the others, and then you. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life.